0: Welcome to another episode of the Client Experience Architect Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Hoskins, and it's my passion to guide you through crafting unique experiences for your clients to help you both maximize the value you bring and create a sales force of ranting, raving fans out there promoting your business. It's my pleasure to bring you businesses who are crushing it with intentional experiences and dive into valuable insights that you can implement into your business after listening. Let's dive in. On this episode, I sit down with Dr. Eric Rivas, owner of a hip joint. A hip joint prides themselves in treating you better than you have ever been treated in a doctor's office. Located in Springfield, Missouri, a hip joint offers a unique chiropractic massage and acupuncture experience. Listen in on my conversation with Dr. Eric. Dr. Eric, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. It's a pleasure to have you here and to be here with you to talk a little bit about your patient experience. Well,
1: thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Awesome. So let's begin by diving into your story, uh, a little bit about your background and how you've
1: gotten to where you are now um basically about three years ago we started a hip joint prior to that for 10 years we were actually in a family practice so Mm -hmm. we've been practicing for 13 years in total Um, 10 years of that we were with a family practice and at that 10-year mark we decided we just want to do something different Mm -hmm. we never expected to actually to grow like it has or to be out on our own away from the practice we just Mm. said you know we'd like to do something on the side supplement our income have some growth potential in there Um, and then we got it started we worked both locations for a year Um, so we were working six seven days a week Mm. in office trying to keep both of them going and most of our patients never knew from our family practice that we had an outside practice going Interesting. Every once in a while he'd see us at an outing and an event and they'd be like, what are you doing here? This isn't <laughs> your location or like, well, it is, but it's different than our where you normally see us. Mm-hmm. So we tried to keep it very separated. Um, and in that point in time, we were actually it was set up to be, we were thinking franchise down the road. Mm. And it was more to keep numbers separated. How can we establish growth without, clouding it from saying i'm just going to take all of these patients all of these numbers throw them into a new business right and that couldn't work hmm. for outside investors looking because they would have a skewed result so hmm. we really separated all that out about a year into it we were so burnt out from working two locations that we said okay we've got to we've got to make a move we can't do both so let's jump ship yeah. on the family business which was really tough and and go this full speed yeah and so that's kind of our background on man it. so that's wild so kind of touch on a little bit of
0: the patient experience at where you are before where you mm-hmm. were before mm-hmm. and then how you transitioned some if any over to you know when you took on and created your own practice kind of talk through the evolution yeah. of, of that and, and and unpack that
1: a little bit for us okay um, at our other location before a hip joint it was more clinical um, it didn't have the laid back feeling and you know that was what we really wanted we wanted to take the patient experience and make it as relaxed as possible mm. I think a lot of times patients come into not only the, that clinic but any office and it's sterile they they have that you know walk in and ooh it's cold and you know unaccompanied and we wanted to change that we wanted to have everybody come in um, we accompanied it or we likened it to cheers Mm, everybody's welcome come in sit (laughs) down you know we want to know everybody's name we want to know everybody's story and so that was our idea when we set it up and so that was kind of how we wanted to go from this point of setting of a clinic to what a hip joint is we wanted that setting to be just relaxed as possible and to notice it as soon as they walked in the door
0: so what do you think is most important as far as your patient experience to your patients. I know you touched a little bit on, on you know, the whole cheers um, aspect of it, but mm-hmm. what do you believe after seeing kind of the switch and, and seeing some experience with the patient experience, mm-hmm. what do you believe is most important that you provide to them um, from their perspective?
1: I think and I hope that we provide them with them being part of their health care that they now have control over it mm-hmm. you know we, we try to do everything we can as practitioners to treat them treat their symptoms treat their causes um, but we also try to give them the ability to treat themselves you know we, we spend a lot of time with patients and how can they do therapies on their own how can they recreate some of the things we do in here with themselves with loved ones you know well a lot of times we'll have husband wives come in that accompany them and show them things that they can do mm. to help out at home. You know, so they do have a little bit more control over how they progress. And I don't want them to think that we are the only place that's going to get them better. There's a lot that the patient can do on their own, and that's what I think is really a big part of it is giving them control back to that healthcare part. Man, that's huge.
0: Okay. So how do you know who your ideal clients are, or who you can
1: provide the most value to? Um, that's a tough, it's kind of a tough question because I haven't, we sat down and tried to come up with this demographic when we first established a hip joint. What mm-hmm. was that demographic gonna be, look like, who could be appealed to? And that's really what we geared our social media to, mm. our marketing, and that did not play out anywhere close. To what we thought, <laughs> we had this demographic nailed, and it did not fit the box. Interesting. So we have everybody from uh, newborns to 80, 90 year ninety-year-olds come in, hmm. and there's, you know, there, there's definitely that middle ground where we see a lot of the twenties, thirties, forties that come in, um, but that demographic that we thought never stayed. It really just shot outside that box, so I can't say there is that clientele that sure. we're, we're specific to because it just it opened up to everybody, which is great. Yeah, we love it that everybody feels comfortable here. So, if you don't mind telling us a little bit about that, what was that initial
0: demographic that you, and how did you kind of come to that initially, and then you know what were some things that you noticed, or when did you notice that that was actually that was it a breaking point that you noticed that. This is definitely not who we are. I mean, we put in some upfront work to decide on this is who we think the demographic is. What's that upfront work? And what was that point in time where you're just like, okay, this is, just isn't right?
1: Right, right. Well, I think the the coming up with the demographic that we set was based on where our first location was, which mm. is downtown Springfield. Um, so we took that it's probably going to be Students, It's probably going to be the working class that live in the downtown area. So we kind of said probably 2040. Mm. Um, probably majority is going to be male, female in 2040. You know, we, we kind of set that as our demographic, and that's what we shot for advertising for. Gotcha. Um, but it really changed quickly. I mean, it was probably really early on that we started seeing, and which I think got me, off guard the most was a older clientele coming in Mm. and they were coming downtown and a lot of them was for for the first time for 10-15 years that they had never gone downtown because they just downtown is downtown sure so they started hearing about us and making that trip down there which was really great because a lot of them were like wow this is really transformed so it was neat to see that older clientele coming downtown again and having just an overall experience of seeing how it's transformed and coming back to enjoy it because most of them knew of downtown when they were growing up
0: yeah
1: you know that was where everything happened and then it kind of went downhill for a while and so everybody kind of stayed away and bringing them back Mm. not just for us but for the community was really neat to see oh my goodness yeah that's huge yeah so it was really good to see that box open up but like I said we never expected especially that older clientele because we're like "Uh, you know (laughs) and and I don't want to I don't want to seem negative in saying this but uh, you know the one ways are not fun the parking is terrible you know luckily downtown we do have a parking lot that's available to us and you're going to find a spot "Mm, Mm -hmm. that's iffy but they were willing to try it and keep coming back
0: that's interesting. also, so you talked about you know how the downtowns can be difficult to navigate, but also, did you find that it was difficult to navigate the conversation with that older clientele, kind of having maybe a, a, a what would you call it like a stuck mindset or just a not not really a, a mindset for health and wellness? you know more traditional style I guess and instead of the newer type talk through how did was that an issue for you to kind of have to educate a little bit more or were they just the that older clientele were they just very open and excited to try this and see uh, kind of what this was all about
1: I think most of them were excited to try right. something different because they had been in the western medical side gotcha. and saw you know it's 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 kind of just gone downhill kind of recently it's changed from you know you go in to see your primary care and he can see you for about everything and now he can't hardly just even prescribe you an antibiotic you have to go see a specialist Mm. you know if something outside of this very small box is wrong with you you're put into a specialist Mm. and most of them have seen that decline they don't want to go to primary care to get a referral to a specialist who's gonna take six months to see them. Yeah, no doubt. So a lot of them were excited to be able to find a place mm. so that they could come to, have a variant um, array of treatments available to them. Um, we're really big on referral processes, so mm. we do have some, some MDs, some DOs, some physical therapists You know that we can refer to and refer to a lot too. Okay. Um, we're definitely not the one and only for all patients And I think that really helped that if they came in, they knew that we were going to say, okay, we can either help you or no, we can't, but this person can, this person can. And we're more than happy to send you out to get that treated.
0: That's cool. Okay. So let's transition into something kind of tactical. As you were giving me the tour of this awesome office on the south side of Springfield, your new office, tell me a little bit about um, some of the things that set you apart. Um, Some of the things that are in your office that do provide that unique experience Mm -hmm. uh, and kind of talk to that a little
1: bit. I think the first thing that most people notice that's different is that first step in the door. Um, When they walk in, we try to have it as comfortable, as relaxed as possible. We've got massage chairs, so while they're waiting for their appointments they can be relaxed, you know, it, ha- it helps us if they're coming in for an adjustment to sit in the chair for 20 minutes and let it massage them, mm-hmm. loosens them up a bit, lets the adjustment happen easier. Um, we've got food and drinks while they're waiting, just help keep them occupied, give them something to do. Um, nobody likes to just sit. You sure. Know, we've all got time frames we've got to hit. Yeah. But if they're going to be here waiting for a little bit, why not be comfortable? Um, I think that's the biggest part is just coming in getting relaxed and enjoying the time that you are here yeah so one of the coolest things that i saw too was the art that you had on the wall
0: Mm -hmm. talk about how that community involvement um, with the local
1: artists might impact the patient experience as well um again that goes back to our downtown location we really enjoy the art walk the friday art walk um even before we got set up, we're like, "Wow, this is something that we would love to be a part of." Mm. And when we got our downtown location established, we said, "How can we be part of it?" So we started reaching out to local artists, um, and to get everybody coming in again—that those people that hadn't been downtown—to get them aware of how great the local artists are, mm. and open their eyes up to how many you know talented people there are in our community. So that's been a big plus for not only us the the artists, but the clientele coming in to, to see what kind of talent is around here.
0: I absolutely love that. You're, you can definitely tell your passion for the patient experience, but there's also
1: some underlying or not so underlying passion for the community experience. Oh, big time, yeah. We love our community. Um, and I think that's what drew us to downtown in the beginning um, was the community aspect. It's almost... A city within the city Mm. and how connected the downtown is and how much all the little businesses reach out to each other and it was really neat when we got established and opened all the little business owners that came in to greet and say hey how are you how are you doing this Mm. is who we are if we can help let us know you know we had a lot of really good um, friendships develop from that that's awesome And so being on the south side now, we want to take that kind of same feeling and try to open it up to the south side and have that community feel again and try to draw people in. And like you said, the artists that are now downtown, we want to kind of establish that same art walk feeling. How can we get the community involved with that as well?
0: Very cool. So how do you manage the expectations of your clients? is there any, are there any specific tools or specific measures or specific systems that you have in place that you use to manage the expectations or talk on that a little bit?
1: I guess that would depend on the expectations. Um, Mm. Is it, how is the patient responding to treatment? Mm. Yeah, we've got protocol that we follow to base that, you know, their success in treatments, how are they they responding, things like that, or is it the, how are they responding and coming in and enjoying their experience? Mm either way yeah talk talk to, okay. to both um, yeah I, just like any office we, we definitely have a protocol that we follow in treating patients you know to be able to establish a baseline and where are they going from there treatment to treatment to make sure we're doing the best we can with them okay. are they progressing great we'll keep it up are they not okay let's step back do we need to change treatments sure you know? and I think that's the great thing about our office and having the different, Um, practitioners that we have from Mm. myself and my wife chiropractic and acupuncturists, to all of our massage therapists to our CA that does cupping and wash grassed and scraping techniques um, to our physical therapists that we have Mm. you know so we can kind of say well we're not getting the results let's try another therapist let's try another route Um, and then like I said we've got a lot of referrals that we
0: Mm.
1: move on to from there if it's something that we're not accomplishing in-house sure Um, as far as in the other route, just the experience of the patient, we try to be very Mm. one-on-one when that patient comes in, they're the only patient that matters. Um, that experience is very important to us that every patient that walks through knows that when we see them, that's all that matters. Um, and I think that's a big part of the healthcare that's gone is there's no individuality everybody's thrown in that box you've got five minutes to get your symptoms out to the doctor so he can decide what to do um and it's not uncommon and and i hate to say it because i do get behind in my work but when they come in i'm almost maybe half there's a therapist Hmm. because i really enjoy listening to not only what their complaints are but other parts of their life, you know, that might actually be what's causing their complaint Mm. that they didn't even realize. And so taking that time to listen to everything from, you know, what they do that morning to what are their kids doing to, you know, how the rest of their weekend is gonna progress. Sure. um, I think makes a big difference in how they respond to treatment too.
0: Mm.
1: So I take pride in knowing, you know, who my patients are, what their families are. All our kids' names, you know, that just That's awesome. really makes a big difference in how they respond to treatment, too, because mm. they realize they're they're a person, they're, sure. their problems are accounted for, and we're going to do everything mm. we can to take care of it. That's awesome.
0: I absolutely love that. So let's take a kind of transition again to learning a little bit more about you. Okay. Um, I'd like to kind of dive into a couple of questions that will give our listeners a little bit more of a background behind who exactly you are and so what's been a favorite challenge um, or apparent challenge at the time that you faced and how had has that actually set you up for later success?
1: I think that goes back to the opening of a hip joint. That was a really I guess pivotal point in not only business but life because you go from something that is comfortable. We were very comfortable where we were. I mean there was no reason to step outside of our box other mm. than we just want to try something new and that was a big leap of faith to say okay we're going to go from a comfortable living we know what we're doing day to day there's there's no big hurdles that we're really overtaking at the moment which is good but you you probably understand you don't grow until you push yourself outside that box and that was probably our biggest hurdle um, but pushed us to do things different Mm. and make us grow yeah yeah
0: so tell me, you just kind of hit on something that I'd like to dive in a little bit deeper on. Tell me how you are managing running a small business as well as being a practitioner.
1: That I think is probably the toughest part because you're you're definitely filling two shoes. Hmm. You know, as soon as I walk in the door, you know, I put on my doctor's shoes hmm. and that's what I do at that point in time. And then when that time frame over, that last patient's out, then you put on your business shoes, you know, sure. and then you're running the business. Mm. So it's it's definitely two different worlds that you try to mesh. And and that, that can be tough running the day to day and running a business in of itself, mm. but also trying to grow that business outside of the business and how do you keep everything in line from, you know, the two different businesses running smoothly to ordering mm. to working on franchising, mm. you know, trying to keep everything Meshed mm-hmm. and running smoothly is definitely a challenge most Not of the definitely. time. Yeah, yeah, interesting,
0: but fun. I love it. So, do you happen to have a quote that you live your life by?
1: Um, I saw you write that one down on this note, and I really tried to think of something that was just great and awe inspiring, <laughs> and I couldn't come up with anything. Um, I, I think the only thing that I do when is Wake up and try to do the best I can. I love it. You know, it's about the best that anybody can do. Um, My kids are a big part of why we keep evolving and trying to do something new. Not only to keep them comfortable, but to show them if you work hard, you can do things you never thought you could. Mm. So I think that's probably the, um, not a quote, but... Just something I try to do on a daily basis is, how can I do my best today and be something my kids look up to and grow from.
0: 100%. I absolutely love that. So is this how you
1: thought it would all turn out? No. (laughs) Actually, not at all. I mean, we we had this this idea of grandeur when we put it into place, like, oh, we're gonna grow fast, which we have. but with a lot of road bumps in mm. the way, speed bumps that have gotten in there. And so it's really changed how things have progressed from where we started, which is always great. You always are naive and you think, oh, it's going to run smooth. We're never going to have any problems. And, you know, inevitably you always do. And those are the ones that make you grow is the speed bumps. And so things that have slowed us down have really made a step back and kind of rethink how we are... Moving forward, mm. but it's good we weren't we weren't in a place to grow like we thought we were going to grow. And there's a reason we didn't grow as fast as we did because we really needed to learn a lot. Mm. And so those road bumps made us learn, which really ultimately helped us out and made us in a better place. Sweet, yeah.
0: Doctor Eric, thank you so much for this. So, what's one key takeaway from our conversation um, that our audience or listeners can implement regarding? you know, either their patient or client or customer experience? Um,
1: I think the biggest takeaway that I hope that I can give everybody listening is that you are in total control of your health care. You know, if there's something you don't like about how your health care is proceeding, question it. Look outside the box. There's not a one-size-fits-all on healthcare. if it's not for you, look elsewhere keep questioning Mm. um, keep researching you know it's this is the great thing about the medical field no matter what you're in is it evolves Mm. you know yesterday's big news is tomorrow's old news Mm. and it and it can change a hundred percent the things that we thought were wow and spectacular are no longer um, forefront and they say wow we were totally wrong on that so mm-hmm. keep questioning, do the research, you know, even if it's if it's not us, if you come in and say see us, great, you know, but we may not be your fit, but keep looking, mm-hmm. put the healthcare back into your hands. Good stuff.
0: So how can our listeners um, get in contact with you and follow your story?
1: Um, so we're always on social media, Facebook, a hip joint, a hip joint downtown or south is our, our locations, um, our website, hipjoint.com. Um, we're on Instagram. Perfect. So we've got the social media out there. Hopefully they're they're pretty easy to find for everybody. Of course.
0: So are there any exciting things coming up that you'd like our listeners to know about before we wrap up?
1: So April 26th, we have a Night of the Senses, um, which is the five senses. Um, So we're going to have local artists coming in, which again, we, we would like to give back to the community. So we're trying to get... A lot of community involvement, so artists, um, bands, food, drinks, um, some meditation, yoga. Um, just try to get everybody in to try new things. So come out and see us. Very cool. So like I said, Dr. Eric, it's clear that you're passionate
0: about how your patients experience your business. And so I thank you for taking some time to share that Uh, And I appreciate you for taking some time to be on the podcast. Thank you very much
1: for having me. It was was great. I'm glad I could be part of it. Awesome. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening in on another episode of the Client Experience Architect podcast. As always, we'd love to get your feedback, what you thought about the content, if you pulled out any nuggets to implement, things like that. You can also head over to ClientExperienceArchitect.com to find the show notes and a place to leave some feedback. Please let us know what you'd like to hear more of. And if you like the show, we'd appreciate you sharing it with others and leaving a review on iTunes. Doing that will help more people gain key insights as well. And remember, if you're going to have fans, why not make them raving? And with that, I appreciate you and thank you for listening. Have an awesome day.